from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everyone. Your new favorite podcast. Here we are. It's uh, we're, it's the day after the election, guys. We're still waiting to hear what's going on, but we're all here together. That's what's important. Uh, John Sandy is here. Patrick is here. Jake is here. And the lovely Justine is here, as always. Welcome, guys. How you doing? How you holding up? Trying not to Good. lose my shit. <laughs> Don't lose your shit. Don't lose your shit. Been a... Nevada, hurry up! It's been a, it's been an interesting couple of days. Tell me. It's been an interesting couple of days, and I was I said this on Facebook. If anything that being a, a Dodgers fan has taught me o- over the last thirty two years is patience. So I have not been low as expectation. I have, yeah, that too, that too. Keep the expectations low, and you'll never be disappointed. But uh, mm-hmm. I have had I've been very patient th- throughout this whole process. More patient than I thought I would be, actually. But uh, I'm very zen like about it. And no matter what happens, uh, I'm prepared. If uh, if Trump does win, I'm prepared to stay on social media and harass people who voted for him for the next four years in a nice way, you know. Just kind of, you know, people that I know that are on my there friends no list. Nice. There's no nice way anymore. I'm just going to go, what about this, huh? 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 What do you say about this? Huh? Uh, I honestly don't think we'll make it through another four years. So get ready for that. Well, you know. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are really upset and, and really surprised that uh, it's the race is this close, but like I told John earlier, I was shocked but not surprised the first time Trump won, and this time uh, I'm just more like, yeah, same people, same people voted for him, and um, they didn't uh, they didn't go anywhere. He's yeah. got the same forty yeah. percent, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the same people, and he didn't ex- but uh, he didn't expand it. And if he loses, it'll be because he didn't spend any time trying to expand that base. Yes, that that is true, and uh, you know, I, mean, I was hoping he loses because he's a racist son of a bitch and doesn't deserve to leave this country. But you know, well, you're right. <laughs> hey, here's the good news. Here's the really good news. Here's the really good news. If he loses, the first thing the Southern District of New York is going to do is start looking to press charges on all the things that he can't pardon himself for. Any state crimes, he cannot pardon himself. So they're just as soon as he loses, they're going to start working. That. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what where the fallout lies if he, if he does not win. And also, what do we collectively as a country do now that for a lot of people? And I said this four years ago, Trump winning with the red, the kind of rhetoric that he put out there really, uh, really brought into focus the fact that. America is exactly the place that a lot of people believed it's been for a long time. Um, and now what do we do that now that that's exposed and we know that there is a whole, this whole racist uh, and, and frankly, the thing that scares me more than the racism is the authoritarianism, like the, 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 you know, the, the fetish for authoritarianism. What do we new, do now that we know that so many people in the country are okay with this stuff? Um, how do we move forward collectively and 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 bounce back from this? Or, or are we just going to pretend like, hey, remember that four years where we were all crazy racist, but we're okay now? Thumbs up, wink, wink, 
or mm-hmm. are we really going to have some some meaningful change come out of all this? I, I mean, you have to look, be optimistic and say half the country is ready to have a converse, a serious conversation about these things that have been brought up in the last four years. And the other half isn't. And so is that half enough to move everybody forward? I mean, that's really what, that's what I'm curious about. That's what I'm curious about. If, if he loses, if he wins, then, you know, obviously it's, it's a, it's a matter of trying to survive the next four years and see, you know, can, can the democracy handle, you know, what we've, four more years of this now with not having to worry about reelection. Now the, now the gloves are off and seeing, you know, what, what kind of things him and his cabinet and, and, you know, what bill kind of things bill Barr is going to allow, uh, you know, so there are, there are a lot of questions still hanging in the air. So I think that's why Jake is saying that, you know, hurry up Nevada. Cause it, it, as it stands, he's what he's four electoral votes from, from two seventy. Is that correct? Uh, he was at 253. Did they call Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. No, the numbers have been slightly off. CNN's probably the closest thing to accurate because they're being really conservative with the numbers. What they, they say? don't want to overproject. Like last time, it was 253 and 213. Like yeah. Last I looked like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so that means they haven't called Arizona yet. If they call Arizona, that gives them, what, uh, six more? And then Nevada's like 11 more. Or no, Arizona's eleven more, and uh, Nevada's six more. That's what it does. The two of them together puts them at two seventy. Well, interestingly enough, uh, Nevada, Arizona, heavily a lot of Latino voters in those in those states. And one thing that's come out of this election is the you know this uh, the newspapers are now just starting to realize that you can't bro- paint la- the Latino vote with a broad stroke. They're not all liberal. They're not. Cubans tend to vote. a lot of Trump voters. Cubans, a lot of Latino Trump voters. Cubans tend to vote Republican all the time, especially if they feel like if you if you call somebody a socialist, that's it. They are voting against oh, yeah. them no matter what. Uh, and then you have a lot of uh, Latinos who are strong, staunchly Catholic or staunchly evangelical, and then you there you have the abortion. So they're not gonna they're not gonna vote. They're not gonna you know a lot of the younger liberal. Uh, uh, Latinos tend to vote Democratic, or you know they're far, they're far left progressives, and they're you know they they align themselves with the Democratic Party because those are the that's the only really outlet they can they they have to get someone elected. So you you can't really count on what they're going to do. But I feel like in states like Arizona and California, where a lot of Trump's rhetoric was directed at Mexicans, that's where you have most people of Mexican descent. So it makes sense that. You know, places like 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 Nevada, which I'm sure has a sizable Latino population, uh, probably you know that's probably one of the main reasons you're seeing it go blue, as and Arizona as well. You know, Arizona being red for you know a good you know McCain, you know uh, the last what two three elections, probably even farther back, John. I don't even know how far back. Like, uh, I think wasn't that. Uh, Barry Goldwater, wasn't he from Arizona? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a history of conservatism in um, in Arizona, and you're seeing that change with the influx of a lot of uh, Latino voters. And there was a huge push to get a lot of young Latinos registered as well uh, in those states. So in those in those areas, you were able to, you know, kind of, you know, stump for Biden, and, and, and you, here you see the result. So, I mean, hopefully that, that's, that'll be the, the difference, but what, it, you know, it remains to be seen. We're, they're, we're, they're tantalizingly close 
Uh, so, but I don't know if yeah. you guys got a chance to see Biden come out today and speak and say, yeah, uh, you know, look, if I if I if I win, I'm going to be ruling as an American, not as a Democrat, not as a Republican, and that was so refreshing to hear after all the four years that we've had of just <laughs> California's yeah. not getting money. That's what they get. They should need to rake their forests. Uh, you know, <laughs> rake your forest. You know, it, cage your kids and rake your forest. It was nice I to see the term current president is kiss my ass. It was nice to see someone come out and be look presidential. And uh, yeah, you know, I'd forgotten what that looks like. Uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten what it looks like for the come out and actually know what you're talking about. He's like uh, a middle school schoolyard bully who's just like just talking yep. shit to every person who's not. Who's not on his side? It's crazy. Yeah, you know what's what's funny, Jake. Yeah. You, you bring up a good point in that a lot of people are starting to post the. Patrick said that earlier. Hey, no matter what happens, we're always going to be friends, and that we're always going to be. Look, there are people who uh, there are there are there are there are DACA kids whose fate hangs in the balance. There mm-hmm. are gay people who are terrified that their rights are going to be taken away. Um, this isn't just this isn't in the abstract you know when you know you know the things that we're talking about this isn't in the abstract for them this is there are people who are who who are terrified they're going to get kicked off of insurance they're not going to be able to get insurance um and so for a lot of these a lot of people who voted these are real life decisions that are about to be made for them their fate is about to be decided for them and so it's mm-hmm. I think you need to really be careful and say, well, no matter how you voted, uh, well, you shouldn't unfriend somebody because of the way they voted. Hey, look, you're dealing with someone's life here. You're dealing with someone's the rest of their lives here. And uh, look, if you're if you if you don't get that, if you don't understand that, then you probably you don't understand what's at stake here, obviously. And and I think or that's they don't, or they don't care what's at stake, that's, you know, that's, which is just as terrifying, which is just well, as bad. West, there was like what uh, sixty thousand people in the U.S. voted for Kanye West for president. Yeah, really, Six, really, six, Jesus, six, absurdly high number. <laughs> well, I mean, no matter what happens, the, the podcast will continue, hopefully, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll be watching bad movies as long as uh, as long as we can. What am I talking about? This is my movie collection. We're watching great movies. Uh, like, what am I talking about? Except for Maximum Overdrive, all my movies are good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what a guilty pleasure! I love that movie. Uh, cool. We uh, I, sometimes I just want to run out in the street and say, "We made you." Um, listen, guys. <laughs> uh, you guys are all okay though mentally. Let's do a mental health check. Is everyone okay? Are you drinking water, John? You said you didn't sleep last night. Are you okay? Do you feel no, rested? I no, I slept 12 hours, but I didn't go to bed till like 2 o'clock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good 12, yeah. A nice little 12-hour nap. Is that what you sleep on average, about 12 hours? On a work night, I sleep maybe 6 hours. But when I got the day off the next day, I'd sleep until I, you know, until I wake up, which could be 12 hours later. You know? oh, I, w- I can't do that anymore. I wish I still could. You can't get your body to do that. No, I sleep, I'll sleep like 6 hours maybe. And then I can force myself to go back to sleep for a little while. But those days of me sleeping like 
the, you know, like straight through for like eight, nine hours. I can't do that anymore. I wish I could. I really wish I could. Your body won't let you? No. Uh, you know, my, I, well, my ego writes checks that my body can't cash. That's the problem. Ah, and uh, I like that. Yeah. So um, I would like to be asleep, but no. <laughs> but uh, you go, Patrick and Justine, I mean, you obviously have each other for support. And one of you is secretly a, uh, a, a supporter of one of the other candidates. And then one of you is obviously, but you guys don't know that. So has that come into play? One of you is secretly Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Has that come into play? <laughs> Uh, we've been fine. We're both hoping he loses. Uh, and, uh, Jake, you guys are good over at, uh, Casa de, uh, Casa de Gato? Yeah, we're good. Uh, just hearing a lot of, um, a lot of nervous words from friends. Yeah. So I yeah. think they're a little more nervous than I am. I have, um, my friend Courtney who lives out in the UK. She's keeping an eye on the election because, um, since he was elected, there have been a, there's been a, big influx of hate crime in the UK. Ah. So it, page as we are, she's like, I want I want that asshole out because So it's not even it just is. here. It's not even it's not even limited to America. Europe. No, <laughs> no it's the entire world at this point. I mean that it's <laughs> just enough is enough. Well we are as a country and how influential our leader is. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, what he says and does has a rippling effect that affects the entire fucking world. I, I think people, I think there's a lot of Trump supporters who have a hard time. Well, either that or they don't care. But they, they it's either one or the other. They don't care. But I was telling, uh, I was talking to my friend last night, and we were just saying that how it's hard to get people to understand. It's not the policy. It's not. I mean, it is, and the Republicans are going to do what they're going to do. Um, I mean, you can get back and forth about who's that, you know, whose policy is correct at the given time or, you know, what laws or, you know, what laws being passed are going to benefit the, the nation as a whole. But when you're fucking like when you can't even treat others with dignity and respect, then there's a problem. That's that's absolutely. he's a rotten human being. He's a rotten human being. That's the problem. Policies you can go back and forth and finagle. He's a rotten human being, and that ends up being a Rorschach test. If you think he's all right, you can't help but say, "Well, gee, what's going through this person's mind?" <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard because it's hard to get. And then the, the people that like that that the people that like him because of that. Um, because he's rotten, so much worse. <laughs> that, that, that I can't. Yeah. That I can't. That's hard to I deal with. That's what I say it's like a, it's like a Rorschach test. Yeah, and that's hard to deal with. And that's what that's what that's what we're we're really up against. That's so when you see people, you know, who who are supporting Biden, it's not for at least as far as I I know of people that I've talked to, it's not because hey we're going to get a Democrat and then we're going to do some good. It's like we've got to stop this now. We've got to put a stop to this line of thinking now look uh somehow mcconnell lindsey graham susan collins all got reelected. i mean yep. i'm scratching my head i don't understand it either um didn't flip the senate didn't flip yeah. the senate but at least i mean you know they're going to be obstructionist all the way if biden wins they're going to be obstructionist all yep. the way but at least yep. you won't have the person at the top fanning the flames at least, right. at the very least, you won't have someone at the top making things worse or ignoring a right. pandemic or, you know. So that's really what, what's at stake here. And, and look, 
I know a lot of people on the a lot of progressives. Biden was not your first candidate, but look, look this is a chance to just take a break, and in four years you move on. It, but it's just like right now we've got to we've got to we've got to take stock of where we are as a country and and try to move forward. And that's, that's the hope. At least we can stop dodging hand grenades every day. You know, it's like, just stop that, you know, the bomb throwing, but just stop that for a while. Yeah. I don't have to think about what the fuck I'm going to wake up to the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Have we gone to war with Canada? Have we declared war on Canada or Mexico? You know, just that sort of batshit crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, hey, look, listen, man. You know, if if Biden wins, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be just as vocal about. Hey, we need to get these kids out of these cages. We need to, all the stuff that we're vocal yeah. about. That continues. It, that continues. Yeah. That's not just like, hey, hey, our guy won, and now we're gonna, you know, we're we're, we're gonna stop paying attention. No, 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 no. Hey, that that, that continues until that gets fixed. Yes, and so you know, but again, at least you don't have the person at the top. It, it, you know, if if he wins and knock on wood, if if he wins, at least you don't have uh, the person at the top banning the flames and making things worse. And um, yeah, and and encouraging yeah, and encouraging that and encouraging that from from his supporters. Um, yeah, it's right. we have we have so it's like we, we have we already had a long way to go. And now we've we've taken 100 steps back. And so, yeah, no kidding. Even, Two steps forward, one hundred steps back. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> so, I don't necessarily care who that gets an office. I like. I just want a decent human being. You know. Yeah. No. I, at the end of the day, a decent human being is going to fight for, you know, minority rights. Is going to want to deal with the Black Lives Matter movement. I want to deal with police brutality. That's all going to come with just being a decent human being and understand that we all have these, you know. And we all have these rights as human beings. No, you're you're absolutely right. And the and the thing is, Biden's got his work cut out for him because Trump. If if again, if he wins, he's got his work cut out for him because Trump has left his mark. Now you have a Supreme Court that leans heavily conservative. Um, he's got to open up those other seats. He's there, got to. There's there's you know the courts are packed with Trump appointees now, um, mm-hmm. and so you know and you still have control of the Senate. So at the very least. You know, Biden can can. I mean, he. I mean, Biden knows the Senate, right? So at least he knows what he's doing as far as being able to, you know, give some pushback. Uh, yeah, and I think he he'll be probably a little bit more, you know, middle of the road and try and please and kind of rejoin both parties. I think. Let's hope. Let's he also hope. knows what's. I think he knows what's possible. You know what I mean? He, he's he's. Uh, he knows how the system works. He knows what's possible. He's not going to be asking for crazy stuff. It's going no. to be practical. How can we this, practically get to a better spot? Yeah. And compromise. That's, and that's, that's a, the key word. That, and sometimes you have to compromise. And, and I'll say this. I will say this. There are a lot of young progressives who, like, they, you know, they've been, this might be their first, second election, and they, they look, it's going to take time. And I'm not saying that because I'm I'm an old man and I'm I'm part of the system. It's like it takes time, uh, and uh, you know this is a very you're, you're dealing with people who've been in these seats a hundred years, and uh, you know I know they don't move fast enough for a lot of people, but this is a again if if he wins, this is the first step, you know, in a long road. So we're you know patience is the is the key word, and again take learn from your Los Angeles Dodgers. 
patience that will pay off eventually. So that's my that's my two cents. Uh, Justine, I do have a personal question for you. How many times have you um, you rewatched the uh, the the ninth inning of the Dodgers World Series? How many times have you watched that on YouTube? Uh, my mom, or my mom, my dad's been running the Lakers, so been watching a lot of Lakers lately. Nice, I like that. I like that too. <laughs> Uh, because it's just a full-on game too to watch, you know, and it's kind of fast. We're gonna have a, a uh, we're gonna have a, a a dual parade. Is for what LeBron James wants to do, and uh, I know the mayor of Los Angeles said he would meet with them, and if they could come up with a safe solution, they'll do it. So we'll see what happens. Right? Did you order your shirt? <laughs> did I order my shirt, or did I order a bunch of other stuff for the two teams? They just launched it. I have I got a shirt that says, Are you ready for this? Yeah. It, it says Dos Angeles. Me too. Yeah. Me High too. five. You and I riding that black shirt with that gold writing? Yes. Girl, I got the gaudy fitted cap with the gold writing that says champions in Cholo font. And I it has the Lakers. That. Yeah. And I the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's been 30 years, times? girl. I've gone to, like, the NBA site and MLB site three times. And I've ordered from them <laughs> three times. I spent so much money. Uh, Me but too. Listen, if if, if, everything, if it doesn't go our way in the election, I will be watching that. I see, At least the Dodgers won. That's what I'll be saying to myself as I'm crying. At least the Dodgers. You'd be like, at least the Dodgers love me. At least You're like, we're champions. We are the champions. My friends, uh, well, guys, we'll keep you posted if we hear anything about the election during uh, during the the show. But uh, I think we're gonna have to wait at least, uh, like John said, maybe till tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll 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 know by next week. By the time we reconvene, we'll have a we'll let you know. But uh, you know, uh, stay. Uh, I'm glad everybody. Come on, Nevada. I, I'm glad everybody voted. Um, and by the way, guys, by the way, just a little lesson uh, in the Democratic process. Uh, you don't get to just say stop counting when you think you've got enough votes. They actually have to count all the votes. So I know a lot of you are new to the Democratic process because you're out uh, protesting in front of state capitals and such. So uh, just to let you know, yeah. uh, that's not, that's not part of democracy. You you count every vote. So just, yeah, we're, just we're wondering, <laughs> where do you get that from? Stop the count for Christ's yeah. sake. Stop the votes. Stop it. We have enough to win. No more counting. No more counting. Uh, but the, yeah, that's. Uh, I think he. I think he was referring to um, ballots past the election day. Well, I think no. you never stop counting. I don't know. I, that's no, insane. He, you know, he the, wanted them to stop uh, counting after he he won it. <laughs> Which he hasn't. He hasn't gotten to 270 yet. He's what, a fucking what, dumbass. You, you stop counting now, maybe they, they're not counting your ballots. You know, what the hell are you talking about? You know? stop. Jesus, what a knucklehead. Stop counting. Christ almighty. I'm trying to do what I can't do. Stop counting. Stop counting. I can't do it. Christ. Anybody here do a, anybody here do a Trump? Who is that? No. David Brinkley? <laughs> Who's Brinkley? David Brinkley's brain. Who are you doing? I was doing. I was trying to do uh, Trump. I was going to do step counting. Oh, I can't do it. I refuse. I won't spoil my mouth with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want James Mason to play uh, Trump in the movie. That'd be great. They're not. They're not sending us their best. Uh, Mexico is not uh, sending us. Uh, guys, 
I want you to know what I did, John. I want you to know what I bought. Sometimes it's late and I get on Voodoo and I go, this looks like a good idea. I should buy this. Um, I bought all three seasons of Gilligan's Island the other day. They were on sale. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. I so love they, it. So no matter what happens, I will have three seasons of the great one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, 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 and you yeah. can start with the Harold Hecuba episode with Phil Silvers. There you go. Son, <laughs> neither borrow nor a lender be. That's all I remember. <laughs> Do not forget, stay out of debt. <laughs> wow. Oh, How do we remember? You we, gotta love it. We remember Shakespeare uh, and uh, classical music because of Gilligan's Island and Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, it's educational. <laughs> you learn Carmen and you learn uh, Hamlet all in one episode. <laughs> and uh, if I if I could, any if I could rock any uh I don't know why I haven't done it yet. The professor's got to be the easiest Halloween costume. You get a pair of blue oh, vans. Yeah. You get blue vans. You get a pair of khakis and a and a and a cornflower blue shirt, and uh, and that's it. And then maybe a that's a, it. You're done. Maybe a corduroy yeah. jacket with with elbow patches. And uh, yeah, and right. that's it. that's right. Whenever they have a show, he, he breaks out the uh, the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> when he's the M- when he's the MC, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I don't know why I haven't done that yet. The whole budget, yeah, the whole budget for him, wardrobe wise, must have been like twenty five bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Everybody else had costume changes. Him and the skipper and Gilligan always wore the same thing. That's that's what's funny. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Uh, Willie Gilligan, great. Willie Gilligan, Willie Gilligan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody knows that. Jonas Grumby and Roy Hinckley. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so good. Good, yeah, good stuff, man. Gilligan's Island is one of those comfort shows for me, so I'm like, yes. I've been watching it every night yeah. before I go to bed, so uh, I can't wait to get to Monkey with <laughs> Monkey with a Hand Grenade. Uh, <laughs> monkey with a Hand Grenade. Oh, and a young Kurt Russell. A very young Kurt Russell yep. as Jungle Boy. That's right, Jungle Boy. That's right. I always he's for- like 12 or something, yeah. I, yeah, I always forget he's on that. That's right. Uh, guys, do we have any pop culture? Anything? Anything go pop off? Uh, we got we got our sports news in. We're waiting on the political. The late stuff. Sean Connery. That's Sean what Connery. it was. We lost Sean Connery, guys. Rest in peace. Give me your. It's a fucking horrible year. Justine, how happy yeah. are you that that this happened? Um, we saw his best movie, Lost. You mm-hmm. haven't seen his best movie yet. This is my favorite movie, of, or the last movie we watched was my favorite movie of his. Mm-hmm. Justine, I love Justine. I loved, uh, I loved your text. How immediately you were right on it. Oh yeah. Well, look what this, look what this <laughs> yeah. obituary says. He's right? a dinosaur piece. You know, people thank God that era is over. People know this about him. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, you were on it. You know? Yeah, known thing. It's a known. It's known. It's almost like he was going to die. Yeah, well, Patrick <laughs> immediately was like, that means you can't say anything bad. And I forgot what I said. <laughs> I tried. I said, I can't say bad mean. things about dead people. I said something mean, and Patrick's like, it was really fucked up. Minutes. Yeah. He got really mad at me. They, that reminds uh, you. That reminds I you. The, was funny. That reminds you the scene in in Goodfellas when John when they're when they show all the mob wives 
and they're talking about like all the guys' wives, and it's what's it's uh, Karen, and she's talking about the other wives, and she's like, they all wore too yeah. much makeup, and they all wore, you know, so you know, they all look beat, and then they cut to one lady, and she says, and she's just in the middle of a conversation, she says, the minute someone dies, they automatically make them a saint. That's exactly what that reminds me of. That's that's <laughs> good old Justine, not afraid to take. Justine, not afraid to take down a sacred cow, you know, so. <laughs> well, I was reading what people were saying, like uh, Lucas and Steven Spielberg saying how he'll always be Indy's dad. And I was like, yeah, that's how I like him as Indy's dad. That's about it. That is about it. Well, we, you still haven't seen Hunt for Red October. Oh, and, so uh, and you and still you haven't seen, seen The Man Who Would Be King. Uh I just saw what an was old the other one? man who, would be, who would be king. The man who, the would, man be who would be king with uh, Michael Caine and Sean oh, Connery. That, got it. Okay. That's, that's a good one. one. That's a good one. That is a good one. He's not a spy. He's not a spy. He's not, uh, you know, doing any of that stuff, but you'll, you'll dig it. It's a good okay. one. Okay. I mean, you guys thought I would like Mm-mm. James. Bond. We were right. We were right about the living daylights. We were absolutely on the money with living daylights. You, <laughs> You did fall in love with Timothy Dalton. By the way, you and, and he's a different type of James Bond by that. By the way, you liked Doctor yeah. No and From Russia with Love. <sighs> yeah, be wrong. It became better once we kept watching more movies, though. So, I see. <laughs> <Hmm>. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about him because I will not say nice things after that. Uh, John, are you okay that we lost? <laughs> You know, he's 90, lived a full life, but it was still kind of sad that it's like, wow, Sean Connery's not around anymore. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. To, it's kind of weird to think. He's a guy that you just, thought would be around forever, you know, like Kirk Douglas hit 101 or something. Unexpected for sure. What was that? Like you weren't really expecting, you were it felt unexpected. You weren't expecting him. Well, it's always weird when that stuff happens. Like I think it was on a sat. it was on Saturday, right? So it's always weird when you get the yeah. celebrity news on like a weekend. Because there's not a lot of coverage of it, so you're just you're, you're basically it's all over social media, and then you know you're like, oh, so it really it didn't stay with me because then we went right into the election, you know, like the whole election cycle kind of took precedence. It was yeah. like a, in that week, like the Dodgers had just won, I was on a high, and it's like, oh, Sean Connery died, man, that sucks, and then you know we're right into the election, so you know I even couldn't even pull what it was right now because I hadn't thought about it. But uh, you're right, John. It's like, yeah, he was going to be around forever. Um, yeah. So what, just one what of those you're guys. saying is uh, Donald Trump didn't allow you to grieve for Sean Connery. Yes. What, I, what, I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is I'm only borrowing your Humvee. Um, yeah. That's you it. know what his last words were? What's that? His last words were, you expect me to talk? You, <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what? You know, he was a big tennis fan, right, John? Uh, and golf fan. He was a big golfer. No tennis. He was a big tennis fan. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. T- yeah do you know what time he why would? Ar- do you know why he? Do you do you know why he would? Ar- what time he would arrive at Wimbledon? No tennis. Oh, that's awful. His last words were, "We sail into history." Yeah, tonight. He. That's what. He, that was his last words. <laughs> we will sit on their coast and we will listen to their rock and roll and we will conduct <laughs> missile drills. Um, and then they all went, Buzz, ga, ga, goo, ga, ga, gee, ga, ga, goo, ga, go, ga, ga, goo, ga, ga, gee, ga, ga, ga. 
I cannot wait. Let them shing. Um, this, yeah, guys, we lost the great Sean Connery. John, favorite Sean Connery movie? Go. Oh, um, I would say a two-way tie between the man who would be king and uh, from Russia with love. Love it, Patrick. Uh, Hunt for Red October for sure. I love him in that movie. Jake. Uh, from Russia with Love or uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, wow. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Justine, you're going to say Last Crusade, of course. Yep. I'd probably go Last Crusade and From Russia with Love, although you could you could persuade me to add a three-way tie for uh, Hunt for Red October because he is great in that. He's so yeah. good. Yep. That's coming up pretty quick, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to jump right into. I mean, there's a lot. The '90s kicks off pretty quick, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna be. I'm so excited, and you just can't hide it. Uh, all right, so R.I.P. Sir Sean Connery. Uh, is he a sir? Uh, he is a sir. Yes, he is. Yes. He's knighted. Yes, yes. He was also in First Night, where he played King Arthur as King Arthur. Yes. Um, and. And Robin and Marion as, as Robin Hood. God, that's so crazy. He was Robin Hood and Audrey Hepburn was uh, made Marion. Oh, that's, that's right. That's a crazy one. You know, that's funny. That's that, a weird one. That movie should, uh, that movie, it seemed, well, I guess because it's, uh, it, because it's Robin Hood and I don't care, but I always feel like uh-huh. I, I should see that movie because Sean Connery's in it. But every time I've tried to watch it, I'm like, mm, nope, no thanks. You know, um, it's weird. That movie is a snooze fest, but you know who directed it? Richard Lester, who did those. He did Hard Day's Night, and he also did those uh, Three Musketeer movies. Uh, so I don't know why it's so. I don't know why it's so boring. But that is a Richard Lester production, and it's because he's old Robin Hood. It just doesn't work somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think that would work uh, with with Audrey Hepburn and Sean Connery, but it just doesn't seem to. Just sort of lies there. Sort of lies there. Yeah, uh, doesn't do much. Speaking of lying there. It's like, oh, my aching back. <laughs> uh, speaking of lying there, let's get to uh, our, our digital movie club. Guys, it's time. Are you guys pumped? Nice segue. You wait, like wait, that? Do you want to do digital movie first, or do you want to talk about Mandalorian first? Oh, well, John doesn't watch Mandalorian. Go for it. Go for it. John hasn't watched it? No. We'll see. No, I haven't even seen the first season, so go ahead and go for it. Are you sure? Yeah, forget it. Okay, major spoilers. No. So major spoilers. spoilers. I have so much stuff. All right, here we go. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> That's my Mandalorian theme. How does it sound? Not good. Uh, not good. The worst. Sound like an ocarina. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's that's my Mandalorian theme. So. Sounds like your hands pressed together to make a make a whistle sound. Yeah, that's what it was. That's with the a, theme from the Mandalorian. That was the theme from the yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, guys, let's talk about the Mandalorian. We had a we had a very special cameo. This is a for those of you that aren't familiar. This is actually a crossover between three different universes. We had the universe of Star Wars, so the universe of Dune, and the universe of Justified, uh, all in one episode. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's really how it went. So uh, you got to see what a crate dragon looked like, and it was a season two premiere. How do you think the show is going to go from here, Patrick? Uh, I'm curious. I'm excited. So I like the fact that they're doing a lot of nods to the fans, 
just being like, hey, we know you guys loved a lot of the source material so much. We're going to put stuff in, even stuff that's not considered canon anymore. Like, um, the whole thing with the, the crate dragon and the, the pearl in the stomach, like, those are all nods to, and even the, the marshal. The marshal is a uh, character from one of the books that are no longer considered canon. Um, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I did feel like some of the CGI work dropped a little bit. Yes. So, like, I know on, like, a lot of the creature CGI, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it definitely felt like it kind of, the quality slipped a little bit. So that was a little disappointing. But overall, I had fun. I liked the Easter eggs it had in there. There were so many great ones, and I think that's the part I liked the most. John, can I give you a spoiler, big spoiler? Oh, yeah, go for it. Who knows when I'll get around to it? You'll never guess what classic Star Wars character, meaning the original trilogy, you'll never guess who's alive. Who's alive? Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Uh, well, I know they were going to do some Tusken Raiders, right? The Sand People? Oh, the Sand People yeah, yeah. are alive and well, my friend, and you get to see a little bit of their culture okay. in this episode. You see them, like, mm. unwrapped? Somebody said they were going to, like, unwrap their faces. No. No, you don't see that. But you did get to see, so what they did with the Tuscan Raiders, which is really cool because of the way they communicate, is a lot of hand signs. Uh, They actually brought in a lot of people uh, from like the ALS community um, to do ASL, thank you, to do um, that uh, that stuff, which was really cool. John, Mm. John, let me ask you. So they go back to Tatooine on this one. All right. They return to Tatooine. This is is the second time on the show. Uh. That they return to Tatooine. Now, given the title of the ah. show, what you know about the character, what classic character do you think gets referenced in this movie, in this show, in this episode? Oh, uh, I forget his name. The guy at the bar, Dr. What's-His-Name. No, 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 hand cut off. No. Bigger. Bigger. Uh, huge. Bigger. Uh, um, let's see. Um, Who had the cheapest death mm. in the whole original trilogy? The, most the, what? the death. cheapest death in of the oh. whole of the oh oh uh, Darth Darth Maul no 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 no, no. Darth Maul. the original oh. trilogy hmm had uh, the he cheapest died on, death he died on Tatooine he died on Tatooine. Tatooine was it Uncle uh, Uncle what's his name no. Uncle Owen or Uncle he, d- he died at the hand he died at the hands of he died at the hands of Han Solo a blinded Han Solo took this fearsome oh. Ah, uh, Greedo! John, you know it was Boba Fett, John. I love it. I love that you're doing it. It was Boba Fett. Much cheese, Bubba. I I give up. I don't know. So who is it? It was Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Ah, I I was thinking. I thought you said like the first movie. No, the first trilogy. The first. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you have it. So Boba Fett's back. But, I mean, everybody knew they were going to bring him back. They were talking about that like a year ago. They were going to bring Boba Fett back. Yep. They brought him back. Yeah, but the way they did it is really cool. Like, you see his armor first, which was really, like, oh, shit. And then you realize That's it's not spoiling. him in the armor. I mean, we already said spoilers. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, cool. we did. So uh, this takes place... Um, Let's see what uh, this takes place between what movies? The Mandalorian takes place between what after movies? Return of the Jedi. So he survived the Sarlacc pit. Yes. Well, okay. We well, I know what's going on. Well, he kind of, but he his the Jawas found his armor. Let's just put it that way. 
Yes and yes and no. Ah. Uh. Sentimental fellow, aren't you? Mm, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. Did you watch it? Uh, did you watch it, Justine? Yes. How did you like it? Uh, Timothy. All of fun. Although he's so fine, although he's so fine, is too pretty for this. And too scrawny. <laughs> he's too skinny. And too freaking beautiful to be. I almost thought there was a woman in that in that Boba Fett outfit. For he is a he is a thin he is a thin gentleman. He's so dainty. He's he is, a very dainty gentleman. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the man. Dainty. Freaking hot. Freaking hot. Uh-huh. But mm. he's just too distractingly beautiful for it. Jesus. God. Holy Moses. That's all God. you're talking about. You watch it, and that's all you're seeing. Mm. Difficult. I mean, I our friend, guess. our friend Tony. For the rest of us who watched the whole show, the uh, whole episode. Our our friend Tony mm. said she had a lady boner, so that's really. It was like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, she, it's too much. It's on her Facebook much. page, she's like, like, yeah, well played, well played, guys. <laughs> yeah, he is. He did look. I was like, who's this? Who is this uh, anorexic uh, uh, bounty hunter here? And it's like, oh, it's. It's Timothy Alpha. It's justified. It was a strapping young man. Yeah. 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 Ugh. I yelled it immediately at Patrick. I'm like, is that Timothy? Oh, my oh God. you're on a first. <laughs> you're on a first name basis with Timothy Oliphant. Is that how it works? Your first name basis. Yeah, Tim and I. Tim and I. T O. Yeah. Uh, where do you put yeah. Where do you put Oliphant? Uh, uh, do you put him ahead or behind of of uh, of Tom Holland, or do you put yourself in between him? You know what I'm saying. Uh, where, where do you put? Where do you? Where do you I mean, age-wise, it really shouldn't be. Um, what's his name? Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What's his name? Wow, how fickle! How fickle can you? Yeah, last year it was like. Last year it was like, oh my god, he's, he's so handsome. Just thinking, like, just thinking about I him. Mean, be really he needs to go back to being relevant again. You know. Oh, so she only likes the men who are relevant. I see. What do you mean he has Man, to go back to fickle? He's in between movies. That's, that's and COVID yeah, shut everything down. I watched that. He had one that came out on Netflix. How was that? It's all right. But how was he? He was good looking. That seems to be the good. <laughs> that's the problem. With Netflix movies—they're all okay. Mm. I mean, the movie—it was just kind of confusing because I didn't really read it. I just go straight into things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of hard to tell, like. Where it was going? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I have disappointing I didn't news know for. If it was like, huh? I know. Go ahead. I just remind. I had to remind myself. I have disappointing news for John. Okay. But continue. I'm but done. continue, Justine. I don't yeah. know what else to say. I'm Jake, good. Jake, what did you think of the the episode? Holy shit! That was good. That was some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. I mean. Oh, I just words words can't just the crate the crate dragon and the fucking the sand raiders and they have the language and the and the and the guy and the guy with the armor just oh chef's kiss you give it a chef's uh, kiss just I just so good I'm curious to see where they they work in the Tuscan Raiders. Well, so there's a they find a they they're finding a mining colony the the 
the Mandalorian's looking for other members of the clan, and uh, he hears that there's one up way up in like the wastelands of, of Moss Eisley. There's like a little mining town, and um, and uh, I forgot your question. <laughs> How, how the 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 oh, that's right. Um, so there's the crate dragon who is attacking the town, and so they try to they try to scout out um, where the crate dragon lives, and they find out that the Tuscan Raiders are also having a problem with it. So they group together with the mining town to take down the crate dragon. Yeah, but the, they, ah. they they had to band together. It's basically Mutual enemies. It's yeah. basically like the old westerns where the 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 townspeople have to have to like have to like ally themselves with a local tribe to like fight off, you know, you know, a bear or something, you know? So it's kind of that takes, takes place. Everything in this is basically a Western. Everything in the Mandalorian is basically, you're watching a Western this time. They take it from space opera to a, to a West, a Western basically. So a lot of Mm. Western tropes in there, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Cowboy. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite. You work a little baby Yoda in there, and uh, oh, when he was hiding in the pod, it was so adorable. Adorable, you, gu- you guys are adorable. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you next week. We'll be back with our little, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be next week. Yeah, it's two days. Mandalorian chat. Oh, can't wait, huh? Love it. I'm excited. I, I'm pumped. Uh, yeah. I'm excited where this season leads. It's great start. Yeah, it's it's they kept it fun and they kept it kind of light because everything's like kind of crazy and shitty, and that was kind of nice. It was a nice touch. That's all I want. I want an escape from this reality because holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's do it. It's time for Digital Movie Club. Yantan, yantan, pump. That's it. I love it. You're in the club. Guys, you're in the club. Welcome to the Digital Movie Club. Every week. We have jackets. We take movies. We do. We take movies that are from my digital collection and I share them with my co-hosts and i give them the gift of wonderful cinema peerless cinema <laughs> it's punished <laughs> in theory <laughs> sometimes it, on paper sometimes we're being punished on paper it sounds great uh this time we, we we're doing part two of our halloween spectacular nobody say it we're doing our halloween spectacular and uh, we decided to go with army of darkness we watched the evil dead one the evil dead two we did Army of Darkness. Tell them what else we watched, Justine. Maximum Overdrive. And then we watched Poltergeist. Did you watch Poltergeist? No. Last week. Oh, last week. No, we were yeah, supposed to. Did we talk about it already? No, we talked about, yeah, we talked about yes. Poltergeist last week. Did we? God. Yes. Yep. Also, the Gunners one. Did you know that? Huh? <laughs> Link. <laughs> I don't that remember. I have no remembrance of talking about Poltergeist. Yeah, we even you rated riding, it. You were riding that Dodger high that whole time. I, I was on a Dodger high, guys. I was like, ooh. Uh, I was probably listening. Care about anything I was else. probably hearing Randy Newman in my head on a loop. Uh, that's probably what happened. But uh, yeah, Poltergeist, great movie. All right, guys. 
What do you want to do first? You want to do max overdrive, maximum overdrive, or do you want to do Army of Darkness? I'm gonna I think let we start with maximum. Overdrive. I'm gonna let John decide. John, I think Patrick is correct. Let's get it out of the way. Let's do maximum overdrive. I'm gonna first. let Jake decide. <laughs> I think we should talk about Maximum Overdrive first. Justine, let's let's leave this one up to you. What do you think, Justine? Uh, none. There you go. Wow, you didn't like none. either, huh? Okay, that's great. Okay, good night, everybody. All right, let's let's go with Patrick's suggestion, uh, and we'll go with Maximum Overdrive. My guilty is one of my great guilty pleasure movies. Uh, terrible movie. Oh yeah, definitely guilty. Oh God, I love this movie. And uh, let's, let's emphasis emphasis on the guilty. Let's let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. And I want to know why you didn't like it because you should have loved it. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, go. Uh, this movie is ridiculous. I mean, no, 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 no. Give us the rundown. Give us oh, I'm sorry. Numbers. I apologize. Uh, I don't... We got 1986 release uh, on July 25th. Got a 5.5 on IMDb, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's high. One, uh, <laughs> Stefan King. <laughs> Stefan. Uh, with, with a uh, budget of $10 million, it grossed worldwide $7.4 million. This was a flop. It lost money. It Stephen King money. owes somebody. No, it lost money. $2.5 million. Oh, 2.5. It made 7.5. It lost 2.5 million. Uh, amazingly enough, I didn't see this in theaters. It was it was, uh, it was was out in theaters for about five minutes, uh, but caught it when I worked at the video store. And it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous that I just, I couldn't stop watching it because I was like, this is so dumb. But it's, it's what I love about, I love dumb movies that are earnestly acted. And uh, that always that always for the sake of being dumb. Yeah, and so uh, you had a feel like Stephen King direct. Did he have a hand in writing it as well? I think he wrote it too, right? He wrote it, directed it. Yeah. And this is based. This is another movie. You know, if Poltergeist was dip was based on a Twilight Zone episode, this is definitely based on a Twilight Zone episode where the where all the machines come to life. Uh, Um, I have a question. Talk to me, Goose. Who wrote Christine? Uh, Stephen King. Okay. Wondering, oh, that was I, a John Carpenter directing job, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I see so like, many stories like Stephen King, you're gonna have some good ones, it's only a matter of time because, because you know, you are. are I'm sorry, Christine, <laughs> Justine, are you calling to attention the parallels between Christine and Maximum Overdrive? Is that what you're, is that where you're, yeah? Where, well, I was like, why are they copying this other thing that happened, but it's the same. No, so that's fine. No, no, no. Christine was a haunted I car. Was. Christine was a haunted car. No, I hate that, but it felt like <laughs> 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 that was haunted. This is this is because of meteors. Yeah, this, this is extra cars. These are cars that were this given. These are cars that were given the gift of artificial intelligence by an alien because we went through a comet tail. I think is that what it is. I yeah. Yep. That's yeah. It. All right. So the basic premise, yeah, we're out in, I don't remember where, we're somewhere in the South, and one day the machines all start going crazy and killing people, and a bunch of people have to hide out in a diner where they're surrounded by trucks who are trying to kill them. That's pretty much the story, right? 
Understandable. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I think that's and, good. Uh, um, Emilio okay. Estevez is a young ex-con who is a short order cook at this uh, at this truck stop, and uh, and uh, and then the movie goes from there. So uh, let's talk about it, Patrick. I want to know how much you love this movie. This movie's ridiculous. It is absolutely <laughs> insane conceptually, all the way through to just execution alone. It's fucking ridiculous. That being much- said, it is a barrel full of fun and ridiculousness that you cannot look away from. Exactly. It, it's just dumb fun. Like, I, I've seen this movie so many times, and every time I watch it, I'm just like, why do I watch this movie? And then every time I finish, I leave laughing. It's like, it's fucking ridiculous. <sighs> So many, and you're waiting. You're waiting for certain scenes. You're like, oh, the electric knife's gonna get the waitress right here. Oh, here comes the weird little tractor with an M60 on it for no reason. Uh, you know, and it's fucking dumb. Like it's it's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. But it's so it comes like the ten minute montage of them filling up all these trucks. <laughs> oh, soundtrack by ACDC. Let's not forget that, guys. The yeah, soundtrack. What's not is, to love about that? Come on, you guys. Uh, so Patrick, you had seen this before. I've seen this several times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a ridiculous movie. This is the least scary movie you're ever going to see. Uh, I don't know why we're doing it for Halloween. It's it's the least scary movie you're ever going to see. But it is. Uh, some of the scenes are just uh, like they're just they're so good that you know I, I'm not going to lie. There's some scenes where Stephen King looks like he knows what he's doing. Uh, I always love the scene where the so- soda machine kills the guy. Uh, that's always uh, horrible. Oh and then they honestly, just like the cin- the cinematography is not horrible. Like it's no, not it's bad. a it's a it's a competently made movie. It's not a great movie, but it's it yeah. doesn't look like a low budget movie. Um, it looks like a competently made a movie. Um, and then there's scenes where they like Stephen King not afraid to run over a kid with a with a steamroller, not unlike uh, Fish Called Probably Wanda. Not, right. <laughs> Just like, and then yeah, fuck it, we, what, we, we're gonna kill him. There's one kid that gets drilled in the back with a soda. <laughs> it's I like the freaking the baseball wound on top of that guy's head. Oh. That, that extra must have pissed him off that day. He's like, guess what you're doing, Timmy? <laughs> you're gonna get nailed in the back as you're running away. Yeah, they, they just look. The streets are littered with bodies. You get the voice. The, what a great cast! You get uh, you get Emilio Estevez. You get John. Who's the guy? Pat Hingle. The great Pat Hingle yeah. as the uh, truck stop owner. You get the you Commissioner get, Gordon. You get the voice. Yeah, you get the original person. You get the voice of Bart Simpson as a young bride, or is she Lisa? Yeah, is Yardley Smith <laughs> it's Lisa? Yeah, yeah, oh, Lisa. Oh, that was her. Yeah, she he she also plays Bart Simpson too. Uh, no, uh, no, Lisa, oh, no, wait, Lisa hold Simpson. Oh, Lisa, hold on. Yeah, Yardley Yardley Smith. That's Lisa Simpson. Oh Aye. man. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, Patrick. And you understand, I will flip. If I'm flipping through channels and Maximum Overdrive's on, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I yeah, wa- I, I would stop. And if, if I was scrolling past and it's on, I would watch it, for sure. <laughs> it's a guilty. It's 100% a guilty pleasure. Oh. Like, it's too ridiculous not to enjoy it. Oh, my God. You can't not love it. Yes. I'm, I'm totally on board with it. I think that, like, if you embrace this movie for what it is and that it's a really bad movie you'll love it you'll have so much fun i, I really want to see him get a hold of this on like 
uh, riff tracks or you know mystery science theater i'd love for them to do maximum overdrive but i think it's too violent they don't do movies that are super violent so that's probably what's stopping them. Well, you know who could do it? It's the Home Video Hustle. They've been doing kind of that sort of oh, thing. Home Video Hustle's been doing some risks. We'd like to, they would they would be fun to get a hold of uh, of and, and have them do it because, uh, man, Brent, you hear me? Yeah, this is my request. This, we're hearing you. We we hear you loud and clear. Uh, Jake, let's talk about it. Had you seen Maximum Overdrive before, man? Nope. And what did you think? Did you love every second of it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? To the point. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is such a bad. It's so bad. Come on. It's there. There are some moments where it's so bad it's good. Like the kid getting ran over by the fucking tractor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you have to embrace it. It's a really bad movie. What about? Yeah, the fucking, what, the ATV with a mounted machine gun on it? It wasn't even ATV. Yeah. It's like a six wheel vehicle with a, with a, with yeah, like, a, with, like, a, like, with a pallet to the, on top and then a machine gun on top of that. We made you. We made you. <laughs> like, oh my God. And it knows Morse code. So yeah, bad. Hey, of, you, course, of course, the course the fucking the fucking Eagle Scout knows Morse code. Or I code love Scout. that. What I love about that one scene is that more money. Most of the budget probably went into squibs for that one scene where everybody just gets oh, taken yeah. out by the 100%. Uh, yeah, and you get to see a lot of eighties death dance, the 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 death wiggle. And you get you get to see a lot I of that. Some good money. Good money put down in the guy who got shot by a fucking soda can. <laughs> <laughs> what about the scene exactly. on the bridge in the beginning? People just getting crushed and. Uh, I know that was a cool scene, and then you see the truck for the first time with the freaking uh, hobgoblin on the front. It's just like that's a, you know, when you see that at the beginning of the movie, you're just like, okay, I know I'm in for a ride. Yes. What about ACDC uh, with the psycho music cue? The yeah, I love it, dude. You didn't like any of that, uh, Jake. Yeah, all right. I mean, but I have okay, nothing so like, bad to say about the music. I'm talking about the movie as a whole. Compare it to like Logan's Run, Zardoz. Like, compare it to that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Th- okay. Well. It doesn't look so bad now, does it? <laughs> the bottom of the that's all I gotta say. It doesn't look so bad anymore. Huh? <laughs> that's like you're scraping up the scum of the bottle of the yeah, bottom of the barrel. What about Zardoz? <laughs> <laughs> the late Sean Connery in Zardoz. If you compare it to Zardoz, yeah, of course it's better than Zardoz. But holy shit! What about? Don't you? Doesn't make it a good movie. Didn't you like the raw electricity of a young Emilio Estevez just leaping right off the screen at you, smoldering? Crickets. I don't think he did, Mario. I don't, I don't think he did. <laughs> Justine, what did you think of Maximum Overdrive? I don't, I, I don't That's know, all I thought. I don't know how to take that. I was like, oh, I should probably watch the Mighty Ducks and redeem him a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that's what that was. I thought, you, I, I thought you were, I thought you were going to watch Howard the Duck. No. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Uh, did no. you, did you love it? Um, the car was super cool. Um, I can see myself building a car like that, like the little models or something. Oh, the but, truck, the truck yeah. with the with the hobgoblin on it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was super cool. I don't know why. And then um, that was it. 
There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, uh, you thought it was super cool because it was fucking super cool. Did you? <laughs> I thought it was cool, like how they rigged it to like when you're stepping on the gas pedal, it turns red kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you lo- right. you you love the special effects. <laughs> Is what I'm hearing. You want to hear good things, right? No, I don't know. You can. This does not bother me. This is a. This is a not a good movie. I think it was great how they tried to make a good movie. I thought that was a really honest effort. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And then you get the you, know, you get the, the horrifying. You know, the guy gets the gas in his eyes and then gets run over when he goes looking for his kid and. Mm-hmm. You know, tugs on your heartstrings yeah, he a little thinks, bit. Uh, stick to writing books and not uh, writing. There, <laughs> This is the only only movie he ever directed. He said it was something to try, and then he never wanted to do it again. (laughs) John, let's talk about it. What did you think, my man? Um, I was hoping that it was so bad it was good, but I I didn't find it. For me, it didn't work like that. It just felt like a bad movie. Mm So I'll give it it real high marks. I love ACDC, so I give the soundtrack really high marks, but... Nice. That's about all the fun I got out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Emilio Estevez, I'll tell you this, Emilio Estevez does survive. This is such a bad movie, but somehow he does survive it. And then you remember that he was in good movies like Repo Man and things like that. You go, oh, yeah, he can't act. It's just, it's, this is a pretty terrible movie with a pretty terrible script. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Agreed, agreed. So, but somehow yeah, I will watch I it. I somehow I will watch it. And I think we all have a movie like that. We all have a movie that we know isn't good. And uh and no. and uh you don't have one of those? I have many I have many movies like that. I have no. I have a whole 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 room full of movies like that. Guilty <laughs> pleasure. This is a yeah. perfect movie with no flaws. End of discussion. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Hook is a great movie with no flaws and discussion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take which, your word for that. Which hook is that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your, I'm gonna which take. Hook is that? Yeah, is that the movie about John Lee Hooker? It's called Hook. <laughs> uh, hey, that would be great. Yeah, right. I'd go see that. Right? I'd Who wouldn't see a movie about John Lee Hooker? Uh, all right, let's rank it. Patrick, what do you give the the '80s masterpiece Maximum Overdrive? It's a five. Oh, five. Nice, uh, Justine. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that. I'll give it. I'll give it a three. A three, and Jake. Oh yeah, two and a half. Two point five, mm-hmm. John. I give it a one. Uh, Basically based on the great soundtrack, but that was about it. I'm gonna give it a four. I give it a four. Patrick likes it better than I do, apparently. I thought I was I thought I really liked it, but yeah, the hey, set- if you embrace if you really embrace how dumb it is, you you smile the whole time. Yes. It's it, I will again, Patrick, you and I are the same. Like we could go watch this somewhere and be like, Hey, I'll watch this with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be happy. If like if I found this was if I found out this was playing with the new Beverly or something, I would go see it. On the, oh, on I want to see this on the big screen. I want to <laughs> see that. Yes. I want to see that giant truck come in, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I and love you it. know what? Um, I'm in the background at someone's house. I'm not going to yell. Turn it off. <laughs> I will. I'll be like, you guys don't know. It's like, horrible. If it was playing on an airplane, would you jump out? Absolutely, <laughs> 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 yeah, consider it. Not even close, man. Compared to Zardoz. 
Oh man. I don't know. It was, I gotta say it was, I was, <laughs> it makes Zardoz look a little better. I think no, no. I still, I'm still <laughs> hey, waiting. Mario. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, uh, in the seventies, there was a TV movie called Killdozer. Yes. With Clint Walker. Gets, with Clint. Yeah. This bulldozer gets hit by a bolt of lightning or something. And it, it takes on a mind of its own. That's right. It starts killing everybody on the construction site. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Kill those. Wow, this, this is on top of everything else. This has kind of been done before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not with an ACDC soundtrack. So let's let's remember That's that. True. That's true. That's yeah. true. You know, I guess he did that because uh, I guess Stephen King is a huge ACDC fan. So I think that's that was the thing. He said, "Okay, this, I know what the soundtrack's got to be." Love it. Uh, it fits. I love it. it. Does it fits very well? All right, let's move yeah. on to. Army of Darkness, the third in the Evil Dead trilogy, directed by Sam Raimi. But I'll I'll shut up and let Patrick take over. You want me to go first? No, I want you to do oh, the. You're talking about it. Give us the numbers. <sighs> okay, I'll talk about. Why did you so forget about movie release? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot my numbers. Numbers. This released in 1992. Uh-huh. 7.5 on IMDb. Seventy-three mm-hmm. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Released on February 19th. Directed by Sam Raimi with a budget of eleven million, it box office twenty one point five million. Wow! Wowzer! Success! Success! Full success! Uh, I'm going to come out and say it's my favorite of the trilogy, but we'll see where you guys land. John, you had never seen Army of Darkness. This one, I this one I saw in the theater actually. You did see Army of Darkness. All right. Well, I, that, had, I had not oh. seen the first. Well, that ruined, I hadn't seen the first two, so I was trying to make head or tail of it. When I, <laughs> I didn't quite get what they were getting at, you know. Well, that ruins my premise. But let's start with you anyway. What did you think upon revisiting it? Now that you've seen the other two, uh, how does it all work out for you? Yeah, it kind of works the same. I think it was a hell of a lot of fun when I saw it in the theaters. I didn't know about all the stuff leading up to it, but they kind of recap that in the first five minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it, I don't think it really made a difference. It was fun then. It's still fun. Um, it's it's probably made better than the first two. I, uh, Patrick might have some issues with that, but um, I mean, you. I, I know you love the first one a lot, but I think he just improves. Just you know, technically speaking, it just looks a little slicker. You know, the second one looked a little slicker. This one looks even even more slick. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you start thinking about all the movies that had happened between. I guess Dark Man and maybe even. I don't know what else came in between. Had he done the Quick and the Dead or anything like that? Not or? yet. I think this is in between. This is in between Darkman yeah. and Quick and the Dead. I think. You know, this one feels uh, less like a horror film and more like like a modern update of like Jason and the Argonauts or something. It's more fantasy. You know, mm-hmm. um, the whole time. I love the whole time travel thing that he's in medieval times, and uh, I just love it. I just think the comedy works so well, and boy. You know, they, he really pours on the Three Stooges references in this one. Sure. Uh, right down to the uh, the eye pokes. When the skeletons are doing him the eye pokes and he's going, sticking out his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so, so Three Stooges, you know. I and, love it. Um, yeah, so I, I, this one's just a hell of a lot of fun. I think I probably enjoyed this one the most out of the three. Um, although for people that are really into the Evil Dead, I, I'm guessing they probably find the first two. If you're into horror films, you probably like the first two better. But this one almost feels like it's uh, it's happening in a different universe almost. It was it was a fun but, uh, it was a fun way to wrap it up because they just go full on yeah, with, and, with the and time God, travel and everything. Bruce Campbell is 
Bruce Campbell is so much fun in this. Just all all the goofy asides, you know, like give me some sugar, baby. You know? <laughs> it's sort of like come to Papa, you know, all that stuff. He has all and, the great uh, lines. God, I just I just about fell out of my chair when he he does this like sort of pause at this heavy moment and goes, Shop smart, shop as smart. <laughs> I, just, I just about I just about fell out of my chair because it's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love uh so, yeah, he's He's so good in this. <laughs> and he's he's good at being like that incompetent yet at the same time uh uh kind cool. of kind of vain and arrogant. Yeah. And uh a yeah. lot a lot of great lines for him. Uh when uh I love when he's eating the grapes and the turkey and the girl comes up and she's like, Oh, forgive me, and he says, First you wanna kill me, now you wanna kiss me. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's such he's such an asshole. And then he goes, "I made this for you." He's all, "Yeah, I could use it as a horse blanket." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good lines. So, uh, um, yeah, so funny. All that stuff. Really, that whole army of skeletons. That's right. You know, it's so much fun if you like Jason and the Argonauts. Yes, you yes. Know, you see him doing a couple skeletons. This whole thing's got an army of skeletons, and it's just so funny, so goofy. And uh, yeah, and they, I think they kind of embrace the low budget aspect of a lot of it. I don't think they try to hide some of the, you know, you know, they, they make. No, but it's obviously got a much bigger budget than the first two. Sure. You know, that's obvious, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It, in a way, it almost feels like the uh, the old. Uh, what is it? Uh, a, a Connecticut, a Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's court. A little bit. Yeah. 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 You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still the some thing with the car, still some great effects with the deadites and, uh, you know, some, some, some spooky moments, but still, uh, very funny. Like the whole scene in the beginning where the blood just spouts out of that, like a geyser and you're like, Oh my God, what's down there? And they throw him in there and then she just starts beating him up. Like <laughs> it's nothing even, yeah. <laughs> it turns into very physical comedy, which I love. I love that. So. Uh, all right, I'm glad you. Uh, I got a I got a question for you. Sure. Maybe Patrick knows this. When they do that fast little recap at the very beginning, and he refers to his girlfriend, and they show her, is that Bridget Fonda? It is. Yes, I'm, it is. I'm going. What What's she doing in this movie? But I guess it was like just a cameo. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was a friend <laughs> of. It. I think she was a friend of Sam Raimi's, or maybe Bruce uh, Campbell's, and she did it like as a favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, wow, she played Linda. I'm thinking. That was all there was. You got like two seconds of her, you know? Yep. It's like, whatever happened to Bridget Fonda? <laughs> she was cute. You know? Yeah. She was in La, La Femme Nikita. No, what was she in? Uh, not La Femme Nikita. What was that one that she was in? Was she in the American La Femme oh, Nikita? single white female? I don't remember. Yeah, she had her oh, moment. The, the American remake. I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The American remake of that. And then also uh, Jackie Brown, single right? white female, Jackie Brown. That's right. Lake Classics. Who's breathing into the mic? Who's breathing into the mic? Who do we got? Who's vadering it? That's not me. Oh, it's Justine. Wow. Wow, Justine, are you okay? Me? No. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, right, Okay, let's go to who else had not seen this? Uh, Jake, had you seen this before? Never once. Jake, let's talk about it. Good. It's good. Liked it. Funny. Mm-hmm. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I cried. I had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Bruce yeah, Campbell think- 
as being better than Jim Carrey? Nope. <laughs> he is Jake. Nine one. You know, you know what part? <laughs> Not even once. You know what line? Re- you know what line really gets me because it just <laughs> because of the time period he's supposed to be in is when it slowly dawns on him that he's being accused of being in league with with the other the, the Henry the Red, who they've captured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, Come on, "Henry, you gotta tell me. We don't know each other." He, man. he, says, he says, "You gotta understand, man. I never even saw these assholes before." <laughs> 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 like he's talking to the cops or something. <laughs> it's just the uh, way he says the line. Whoa, wait a minute, man. I never even saw these assholes before. <laughs> uh, too much. I love it. Uh, this is my boomstick. J- uh, Jake, what did you like the most? What, 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 tell me about it. Tell me everything you like. Let's talk about it. Let's all talk about how great Bruce Campbell is, how he should have been Jim Carrey, but uh, somehow mm. Jim Carrey got to be Jim Carrey. Because Jim Carrey is better, but, you know, neither here nor there. I mean, but, Bruce yeah, Campbell. I thought it was good. I think it's even, at least for me, um, I, I probably like this one the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not always... A- I'm not always a huge fan of horror movies. If I like a horror movie, it's because it was just because it was just a great story on top of being a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, this one was just a lot of fun. Uh, the whole scene where a bunch of little versions of himself were trying to kill him. Yes. Thought that was thought that was great. Imaginative. Um, oh God. And uh, what the whole the whole scene where he gets kicked down into the pit and then climbs up and then all of a sudden everyone's just terrified of him because his man climbed out of a pit. <laughs> that's the that's the scene that John says that he says shop smart shop s smart you got that. Goodbye, yeah, this my boomstick. one nine. Yeah. Uh, One ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> like he, he does, they do do a new uh, a, a three new uh, three Stooges uh, nod there, John, because he refers to him as primitive screwheads. He, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of scenes where you go, you know, he's doing Mo basically. Yeah, he's doing he Mo is, Howard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's just doing Mo Howard. He's angry and just wants to slap somebody. <laughs> And all pissed off, all, you guys! <laughs> knock it off. I love it. Um, uh, did you did you buy the romance uh, aspect of it, Pat uh, Jake? Did you? Not one, not one bit. No, you don't not see bit, you don't no. see Ash as a romance. I I have a feeling that you grabbed Sandy and told her to give you some sugar when this is all done. <laughs> I have a feeling that you did that. I mean, I, no, I do that. I don't do that because of him. I do that because of me. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. he stole that from me. You, now you know where that I came see. from. How old were you in 92? He was. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, there you yeah, go. You, you, were a, you were a zygote. <laughs> you stole it from him. You stole it from Bruce, the mighty Bruce Campbell. Uh, and uh, <laughs> possible. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Justine, had you seen this before? Uh, Patrick had me watch it, but I don't remember all of it. Um, and what was it like this time? 
It was all right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it had it had its moments and it didn't have its moments. Okay, give me an example of a moment it didn't have. Um majority of the movie, but the part where it had it <laughs> the part where it had it was when um I like the part when he had to choose between the three books. Mm-hmm. And it sucks in his face and it looks all weird. And <laughs> then he climbs his way because I was like, great, where are we going now? And then he climbs his way out, which I didn't expect. Um, the whole thing. And then, oh, that whole scene when he's just like, he has to say the words. And when he gets to the end part, he's like, starts with an N. And he just mumbles it. <laughs> <laughs> mumbles it. And it kind of makes me feel like, yeah, that's very human. Like, I'd probably do that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, necktie. Uh, n- n- <laughs> nickel. Nickelback. Uh. <laughs> you know what those, does anybody remember what those magic words are from? That's from the day the earth is still. The day the earth is still, that's right. Clacho, Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, love, I, love how, I love how Merlin goes, did you say them exactly as I told you? <laughs> sure, basic, basically, I yeah, you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, not every little syllable, no. <laughs> um, You've just doomed us. You've doomed the entire village. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, and how do you feel about Bruce Campbell, uh, Justine, after seeing this? Are you more attracted to him than you were before or less attracted to him? I know you find him quite handsome. Uh, I mean, it's I kind of put in what you said last time about him, and I was like, yeah, he is too attractive. Um, but I, I mean, this movie is a B movie. If he just did other movies, he would have gotten out of it. But it looks like <laughs> no one really gave him a chance. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what uh, it is. He got stuck in a lot of just character roles, and you know, he's he's kind of a background guy. He he has he's had a second life on TV. He was on. Burn notice for like nine years, and then he was on on uh, he did Ash versus the Evil Dead for like three years. So he's kind of a like a like a pretty yeah. solid like backup supporting TV guy. So I mean, and that hey, he's make he's making money. You can't fault him for that. But yeah, I think he, he could have been. Yeah. I think he could have had a career outside of you know. But it's hard. Like who's gonna see this and think? Oh, I'm gonna put him in my you know. He's gonna be in my you know in my next uh, Indiana Jones movie or something, you know? So. Yeah. Um, and then I remember you saying like, he would have been the, um, you were just saying it, the Jim Carrey. So watching him perform, I was like, Oh yeah, I see it. I can see it. I mean, especially the part I'm telling you that I like when he's shaking off his head to get his face back. Yes. Um, he can do the physical stuff. And he's very funny. That's like out of the mask. That's right out of the mask or Ace Ventura or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that was my favorite part. But maybe I liked it because it reminded me of Jim Carrey. Maybe. Maybe. And I think Jim Carrey's a cute guy, so. That's weird. Not really. (laughs) Jigsaw, that's not weird. (laughs) I oh, no, I thought it was weird that you that you I thought it was weird that you and Jake both both think that. That's what I said. That's weird. Uh Patrick. <laughs> uh much to John's dismay, uh this is my favorite of the trilogy. Is it? No, this I just go with a guess. I would have just yeah, guessed no, it wasn't. No. This is the culmination of what all of those movies were building to, and Bruce Campbell is perfect. 
perfection in this film. He is at the peak of Bruce Campbellness. <laughs> does not get better than this. Like this is like hot damn. Uh, I I love this movie. I laugh my ass off every time I watch it. I find it hilarious every time. From the setting, the story, the cinematography, the special effects, which, while it is a B-movie, it's a well-done B-movie, and you buy into it. And it's just, it's a Rick Rockus ridiculous amount of fun the whole time. I have no complaints about this movie. I love it. Right on. Cool. I'm going to give, uh, and don't forget the car. Don't forget the car. Uh, and don't forget, yeah. It's uh, so good. Because, like, this is, like, what the directors, you know, what Sam Raimi was building up to in the first two films. You get the first one, which, you know, for me, it's a proof of concept. Number two is refining it. And then three is just like, okay, we've given our message. Now let's have a ridiculous amount of fun. Yeah, this and, is, like, this, yeah. Like, this movie feels like it exists for no other reason than just Sam Raimi, Bruce and, Campbell, everybody. They just wanted to make a movie. Where we're gonna fight skeletons and we're gonna just be, we're gonna have a guy who's just a jackass and he's gonna fight skeletons and then we're gonna, and that's it. The movie exists yeah. for no other reason <laughs> I than, like than Bruce <laughs> They're just like, go to town, have fun, you do what you wanna do. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's just a bunch of guys that like really liked making movies together and they said, let's just make the, yep. the, the, the let's just make a movie that we would enjoy. Cause there are three Stooges fans, all of them. And uh, let's just make a movie that we would want to go see. And that's the movie they made. And it works. 100%. It is, it is endlessly entertaining. I can watch this movie over and over, and I still laugh. I've seen it 100 times. Yep. And it makes, it makes me laugh every single time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I quote I cannot, it. I have, no, I have no complaints about this movie. I find no issues with this movie. It like I cannot find anything wrong with it oh patrick you are you are on fire today you are my favorite today you are you're the mvp this week okay you do what the host <laughs> you do what the host of the podcast does and you mirror me just like andy bernard you're okay. gonna get a lot of extra points that's all i'm saying okay <laughs> wow well Thanks. done well done <laughs> well done my good lad well done john any final thoughts on uh on Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell, anything, any, anything else you want to add? No, no, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It was almost like sitting through Holy Grail. It just, you're laughing time the whole way through, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, it's funny. It, I was just guessing. I was guessing that what uh, Patrick responded to was the horror element. So I just took a wild guess that maybe you like this one the least. So it's, it's great that that's actually the one you like the it's, best. It's, it's Bruce Campbell all the way for me. He's, it, yeah, I, I, I love him no more than I love him in this film because it is just amazing. And he does such it's, a wonderful job. And he's having so much fun. And there's just a lot it's of great... It's too bad they couldn't have done... Uh, it's too bad they couldn't have done more movies with him playing this kind of character. He could have had a, a whole career like Jim Carrey if they just kept cranking these out. You've you got to watch uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, John, because it really is... Imagine this character okay. just 30 years and 50 pounds later. And uh, you basically yeah. have... Him just being, uh, you know, just smug, and uh, this—it's really funny. It's a really funny show. So, and there's a lot of the, the horror stuff. The effects are really good. It's there's some some legitimate scares in in it, but it's good. It's really is, really. Is there a Sam Raimi connection on the TV show? Uh, I know he produced it and he directed, and he, directed the pilot. He directed the first one. Yeah, he directed the pilot, and I believe he produced it. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a connection. Oh, look. 
I'll look for that. Yeah, and it's like I'll everything you want. It's I'll, like I'll, I'll, it's it's the it's the continuing adventures, you know, week to week. And I think it's only like a thirty minute show, too. I think it's like thirty minutes every every. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not a long show. It's like a, you know, basically like sitcom length. So it's good stuff. Check I'm it gonna, out. I'm All gonna right. start it as soon as we're done with the show today. Yeah. Uh, have, have you? What is it like? Is it two or three seasons? Or I think it's three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah. It, it ran on Showtime. Like. It's like 30 episodes all together. But yeah. Um, right on. And I'll look for it. He's just, uh, he's, you know, it's him being, you know, all the stuff you like. So, uh, and cool. the one quote I pull from this movie a lot is uh, if I say something like, uh, uh, like, let's say, like, hey, maybe I'll get up, uh, get up and go for a run at seven o'clock tomorrow. And then I'll say, yeah. And maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. I like to say that a lot. That's such a good. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great, such a weird, such a weird line of dialogue, but it works works really really well. Let's rank Army of Darkness. Of course, John, what do you give the good old Army of Darkness? Ray Harry has. Uh, I give it an eight. Eight. All right. Very good. Justine. I'll give it a five. Ooh, just a notch below Casablanca for you. Nice. Uh, Jake. Mm, oh, God. What do I give this? Ten. Give it a ten. Eight. Eight. Oh, that's great. Patrick, do Solid. it. Do it, buddy. Do it. I'm going to give it a ten. I'm going to give Army of Darkness a 10. It is the crispest 10 I have ever given. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have no... I have no... You know, you know what it is? John, this is everything... I, okay, all the movies I loved as a kid that had stop motion, it's got that. And then it's just got some really fun... It's got three stooges in it, so there's that. And then it's just got some really good, witty, fun dialogue of just and Bruce Campbell being a jackass. So... Yeah, uh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I, I gotta I gotta love it. I gotta it's it's good. It's stuff. like everything everything you love in a movie and what in one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's you know ninety minutes and you're out. It's very quick. Yeah, they don't. There's not yeah. a lot of fat there. And uh, yeah, I mean it looks low budget. I mean you know what what part of England has you know looks like uh, you know looks like uh, um, Palmdale, but uh, <laughs> you know it's like you know they're out filming it in like uh, Lancaster or something. They're out by like Vasquez Rock. Yeah, what did it say at the end? It said like it said uh, Los Angeles and Acton. <laughs> yeah, Acton is where where Vasquez Rocks is. Yeah, that's where they were. That's there you where, go. That's where they were. So you know, it looks like yeah, you looks like Southern California. You're like, oh wow, England looked like Southern California back then. But uh, right. you know, that's the only bad part about living here is when you watch certain TV shows. It's like when I watch Justified with with uh, Justine's. Uh, uh, hall pass there, Timothy Oliphant. Um, uh, it was supposed to be Kentucky, and I was like, "That's Santa Clarita," you know. <laughs> you know, it's bad when you start recognizing the rocks. You'll go, "Oh, that's the rock that Captain Kirk was on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, Justine, why don't we tell the kids what's coming up next week on the Big Show? Next week we have Lethal Weapon Two, and. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, guys. Yes. We're going to get ready to close out the 80s. Woo, 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 woo. We're getting ready to close it out. Lethal Weapon Dose and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
I can't remember. I don't think Lethal Weapon 2 takes place at Christmas time, but we are going to squeeze in Die Hard 2 at Christmas time. So get excited for that, guys. Get excited for that. Oh, I am so excited. Are you? The oh, energy, yeah. the energy level's going down. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Well, I mean, I, of course it's going down. After Army of Darkness, you can't like. It's all downhill from there. That's perfection. You could tell you know what I think. I figured. I figured it out. Uh, Army of Darkness is to Patrick as Paper Moon is to me. Yes, <laughs> that's his yeah, Paper Moon. I think that's it. Uh, and both equal. He's in love. Both. He's, e- he's in love. It's with only that movie. downhill from here. It's downhill yeah. from here. Yo, we're coming up on the 90s. There's a lot of movies Patrick likes in the 90s. I know he's looking forward to uh, Hunt for Red October. So that's that's going to be a biggie. Yep. So uh, and then we, so next so week So Patrick, this would be a desert this would be a desert island movie for you, right? If somebody oh, said grab three of your favorites. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 This is going with me. Mhm. I would I would be the same. This would be one that I could I can watch over and over. Never get tired of it. And uh, you know, I could use a good horse blanket. If, if this is not already in the Library of Congress, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? If if maybe if uh, if Biden gets in, maybe we can uh, write a petition and get him involved. You know? uh, speaking of that, does anybody have an update? Anybody any updates on that? Any before we sign off? I'm, I'm not looking. Okay. All right. I I know I know Jake's been kind of keeping an I'm, eye on it over there. I can tell you, probably hasn't changed. Okay. Well, is so goddamn slow when it comes to submitting their votes for some reason. Oh, but they'll take your money right away, won't they? You go to Vegas, they don't oh, take yeah, this long to take all your money. money over in Vegas. But the second you want to take their votes, like, mm, hold on, I don't know if I'm ready hold, for this. Hold on yet. a second, hold on. Let me see what I got in my pocket here. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, we'll see you next week, and we'll have a new new a uh, new president. One way or the other, we, we'll, we'll let you guys know how, how we do. And uh, well, I'm looking forward to being here next week to talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Classic, and Lethal Weapon 2. I mean, we're really going, we're really digging deep into those uh, 80s guys, Lethal Weapon 2. Did you even remember that existed? Did you even know that there was a <laughs> Lethal Weapon sequel without Joe Pesci in it? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh. You love Isn't it. Isn't this the uh, okay? It's still it's still two fifty three to two fourteen. So okay. okay, there you go. Thanks, uh, thanks, Sean. Shocking close. Thanks for the yeah. yeah it's uh, Nevada, Nevada, they're they're uh, eighty six. They've counted eighty six percent of the votes in Nevada. Nevada, and that's worth six. Do you say so. Nevada or Nevada, John? Do you say Nevada or Nevada? I say tomato. Oh, I say yeah. tomato and tomato. Or do you say Novato, like the watch, like Demi Novato? <laughs> I say Nevada, but I say tomato. Oh, okay. No, because Novato is a different place than Nevada. Is it? Is uh, Novato is up by uh, up near the where you're from? It's up uh, north. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Justine, I say Payama. Justine, is it Demi Lovato or Demi Novato? Demi Lovato. Demi Nevada. Or is it Demi Moore? Is it uh, pa- is it pajamas or pajamas? Is it Demi? Pajamas. Is it Denny Moore? Demi Moore or Dinty Moore? <laughs> Dinty Moore. <laughs> no, it's Bruce Willis. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that like that canned stew? Yeah, Dinty Moore. Canned stew. Dinty Moore. <laughs> well, John. If you're camping out. It's Bam and Dinty Moore. John, before we go, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can? What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can before we go? Oh, uh, 
You mean out of the can? Yeah, yeah. What's just the, what's that a, happens to be in a can? What's the weirdest thing that's come out of a can that you've eaten? That's the weirdest thing. Uh, oh, it's it's got to be spam. Spam is the worst. But if you're camping and that's the last what? thing in the bag, you're, what the you're eating it. <laughs> spam is delicious. Spam is the best. I don't know. You know something? I went camping once. That was the last piece of food we had. So we fried it up in an iron skillet. And I thought, my God, this is wonderful. So when I got back home, I fried some up and I went, no, it must have been that we were just starving. You You must have been a beautiful baby. But I'll tell you, man, that was it was so great out in the wild open wild blue under out in the woods in a in a cast iron skillet it was pretty damn good justine loves spam i feel like you've made an enemy justine are you okay that spam's been insulted i mean (laughs) no apparently not spam can take care of spam can take care of itself What a quote. That's a great shirt. I'm going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> what a quote. Take care of itself. That is great. Uh, Justine, weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can. Weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can. Cheese. Ooh. Wow. Oh, like like Jeez. Cheese Whiz? No. There's a, I don't know what the cheese is called, but it's a blue can, or is it white? But you, yeah, you take, you take it out of the can and it's a whole round ass cheese. Hmm. Wow. That's weird. Uh, uh, not a, it's not the best cheese. I'm just, it's just weird. <laughs> Patrick, weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can. Patrick, weirdest thing you've ever eaten. Uh, Cornish game hen. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it was yeah out weird. of a can. Wow. Yep. What were the circumstances? I gotta know. What was the occasion? Uh, somebody was just making it. It was at a party or something like that. I don't. Was that of a can? Wow. Stay away from those cans. Stay away from those cans. Uh. How about Jake, you, Jake, Mario? Jake, weirdest thing you've ever eaten out of a can? Out of a can? Mm-hmm. My self-esteem? Whoa. Wow. Oh. Weird. That's heavy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah, all right. Well, guys. Sam? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Wow. Wow, yeah. We Mario. Can. Yeah. What'd you... What's the weirdest thing you ate of a can? Oh, I don't eat out of cans, John. Botulism. Botulism. So, yeah. I, I see. I avoid that. You're right. Uh, you know what? Did what? you know that more more soldiers died uh, from food poisoning eating tinned meat in the Civil War than people were shot? I did not know that. Is that a true fact? That's true. <laughs> There's more people that died because they ate, you know, something out of a can in the Civil War because they hadn't perfected a way to make it, you know. Without giving you botulism, my dad used to eat sardines. My dad used to eat sardines out of the can. He'd open up a can of sardines mm. and just snack on sardines. Yeah. Uh, yeah Justine's dad eats sardines for breakfast like every day. Yeah, out of a can. No. Does he love it? No, they're not bad. They're salty. No. Loves no. it. Loves it. What about no. anchovies? You like anchovies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one pizza holding anchovies. Um, all right, guys, I love you all. Um, right back at you. We'll see you next week. Get excited. All right. So excited. Yes. Come on. Get super excited. All right. So for John, for Jake, for Justine, for Patrick, we say, as we always say, fight the power. Although that may be changing soon. Maybe next week. Oh. 
This transmission ends now.